Hello from me of Grace. Welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter Edition. And today's Wonder Chapter is First Chronicles Chapter 11. And as you listen to the word of prayer, my loving God, and thank you for this wonderful day. And thank you for protecting us. And thank you for guiding us. And thank you for being there for us, Father. While we have gone wrong in our thoughts, in our actions, and what we have done and what we have failed to do, Father, may you forgive us. May you and your Holy Spirit to come and guide us, Father. Come and touch us and be with us, all those who are sick, Father. May such a healing hands upon them. All those who are sad, Father, all those who are going through mental situations. Father, may you heal them for all the patients that we have in our hearts. Father, may you listen to them and may you help us achieve them. All this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that your son Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Amen. And without wasting time, as usual, let's start off by reading First Chronicles chapter 11. David becomes king over Israel. All Israel came together to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, even while Saul was king, you are the one who led Israel unto their military campaigns. And the Lord your God said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will become their ruler. When all the elders of Israel had come to David at Hebron, he made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and anointed David king over Israel, as the Lord had promised through Samuel. David and all the Israelites marched to Jerusalem, that is Jebus. The Jebusites who lived there say to David, You will not get in here. Nevertheless, David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. David had said, Whoever leads attack on the Jebusites will become commander-in-chief. Joab, son of Zeruiah, went up first, and so he received the command. David then took up residence in the fortress, and so it was called the city of David. He built up the city around it, from the terraces to the surrounding wall, while Joab restored the rest of the city. And David became more and more powerful, because the Lord Almighty was with him. These were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to the excellent to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised. This is the list of David's mighty warrior. Jashobim, a Hakmonite, was chief of officers. He raised his spear against 300 men who he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eliza, son of Dodei, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty warriors. He was with David at Pasdamin, when the Philistines gathered there for battle, at a place where there was a field full of barley, the troops fled from the Philistines, but they took their stand in the middle of the field. They defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought a great victory. Three of the thirty chiefs came down to David, to the rock at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephium. At that time, David was in the stronghold and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, or that someone would get me a drink from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it to the Lord. God forbid that I should do this, he said. Should I drink the blood of these men who went at their risk who went at the risk of their lives because of they 
because they risked their lives to bring it back, David will not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was the chief of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. He was doubly honored above the three and became the commander, even though he was not included among them. Benia, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Gabzil, performed great exploits. He struck down mobs to mightiest warriors. He went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He struck down an Egyptian who was five cubits tall, although the Egyptian had a spear like a weaver's rod in his hand. Benia went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benia, son of Jehoiada. He too was famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in the greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three, and David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The mighty warriors were Ashel, the brother of Joab, Elhanah, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shemoth the Haharite, Helez the Pel the Pelonite, Ira, son of Ikash from Tekoab, Abizia from Anoth, Anoth, Sikevia the Hathothite, Leah the Ahothite, Maharia the Neptothite, Helad, son of Bana the Neptothite, Ithai, son of Ribai from Gebia in Benjamin, Benania the Perathonite, Huria from Ravens of Gosh, Abiel the Arbathite, Asmavith, the Bahurumite, Eliaba, the Shalbonite, the sons of Hashem, the Gizonite, Jonathan, son of Shegi, the Harite, Ahiam, son of Saka, the Harite, Elphil, son of Ur, Ephraim, the Mechaite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, Israel, the Carmelite, Naria, son of Isba, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Milba, son of Hagri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharia the Berothite, the Amabera of Joab, son of Zuriam, Ira the Etherite, Gareb the Etherite, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad, son of Alhia, Adina, son of Caesar, the Rubenite, who was the chief of the Rubenites, and the thirty with him, Hanan, son of Makkah, Joseph the Meknite, Uziah the Asherite, Sama and Jael, the sons of Hotham, and Horiadite, Jadiel, son of Shimri, his brother Joha the Tizite, Eliam the Mavahite, Jerubai and Joshavite, son of Elnam, Itham the Moabite, Eliam Obed and Josiel the Mesobite. And this is where our wonder chapter ends. Now you forgive me for the names. I'm sure I butchered the pronunciation of some names, but let's get straight to this message. The first message comes from Verse 3. When all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron, he made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel as the Lord promised through Samuel. Amen. As the Lord promised through Samuel. Meaning one more time, the promises that the Lord has made come is coming true. Amen. Because the God that we serve is no man. Once he makes a promise, he fulfills that promise. And you can imagine how David also had to wait. Amen. 
And that just calls reminds us Christians that there are promises that the Lord has made to us. There are promises that the Lord has made to Christians. That And he says and promises, if you follow my rules, if you follow my regulations, if you serve me wholeheartedly with all your heart, soul, and mind, I'll be there for you. He will be there for you. And so many times we are going through things that make us forget. Amen. It's okay to forget, but it's not okay to, to live in that life of forgetfulness. Amen. You should always know. And that's why you should always read your Bible because the Bible always reminds us. Amen. The Bible always gives us hope. The Bible always gives us encouragement. The Bible always puts us back in track and reminds us that, hey, you know what? You're not alone. You're ABCD. And that is where we need to be. Amen. Whatever the Lord promises to you, even if it takes time, it will come true. It's yours. It is stamped and sealed. It's yours. All you have to do is be patient. Be patient and trust the Lord. And trust me, it's not easy. It's not easy to trust, especially when things are not going. You see? Sometimes things can be going so south and be like, but really, how is God going to do this? It's not your problem. How God is going to do it, it's none of your business. Your business is to sit down and wait for him to do it. Amen? And that is how you as a Christian, that's how me as a Christian, we are supposed to live. When you go to verse 4 and 5, David and all the Israelites marched to Jerusalem, that is Jebus. The Jebusites who lived there say to David, You will not get in there. Nevertheless, David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. Amen. The Jebusites were like, Wow, you're not going to, we are strong, we are not going to be able. But what happened? In the end, David managed to capture the town from them. Why? Because he had the Lord. Because he was on the Lord's team. Because he was supporting the Lord. And that's just the same message that we ought to carry. That when you are on the Lord's team, that when you when you are serving the mighty Lord, when you allow the Lord to fight your battles, when you allow the Lord to use you, when you allow the Lord to work through you, then whatever you will touch will succeed. Amen. You will succeed. Whatever you will touch will turn gold. Now, I'm not meaning literally gold. I'm not meaning to start touching everything right now and you see gold. But you will never fail once the Lord is on your team. Yes, you may not succeed the first try, you may not succeed the second time, but when the timing is right, you'll succeed. And you will learn through those failures. Trust me. And remember, at the end of the day, you will have the last laugh. And last, I want us to focus on verse 9. What does it say? And David became more and more powerful because the, all, the Lord Almighty was with him. Amen. He became more and more powerful because the Lord Almighty was with him. So many times we want to become rich. So many times we want to become rich and richer. So many times we want to become brighter and brighter. So many times we want to become wealthy and wealthier. So many times we want to become healthy and healthier. But you want to do that without the Lord. And the Bible is reminding us that whatever you want to grow in, if you want to grow in that wealth of years, if you want to grow in that work of years, if you want to grow in that education of years, put the Lord there. Amen. Because it's only when the Lord is invested in you, in whatever you're doing, that you will start to see growth. 
Amen. Growth and when you grow, you become more powerful. When you grow in your education, you become more powerful educationally. So if you want to see growth in whatever you are doing, add the Lord. Let the Lord be the secret ingredient and you will see yourself growing. And that's what I had for you today. Once you get some time, read First Chronicles chapter 11. What do you understand? What do you get? Feel free to write to us, dailygracewithalan.yahoo.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter, dailygracewithalan. We love to hear from you. Remember, the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. Almighty loving God, I thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for guiding us. I want to thank you for being there for us, Father. We have gone wrong in our thoughts, in our actions, in what you have done, and what you have failed to do. Father, may you forgive us. May you send your Holy Spirit to come and guide us and to always be with us, Father, for all the time that you have always longed for growth, Father. And may you remind us day in, day out that it is only when you are on our team that we shall see growth. We pray this believing and trusting in your mighty name, and of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.